Our new research analysing hundreds of international studies into the efficacy of uh, nutrition labelling has shown it is largely ineffective at preventing people choosing unhealthy processed food unless large graphic warning labels are used on the front of the packaging. And Deakin University Professor of Marketing, Chris Dubilar, is a co-author of the paper. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. And yourself? Yeah, very well. Thank you very much. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this packaging. And I actually thought uh, you know, food labelling at these days would have been mandatory, but you're basically saying that's not the case either. Well, okay, Let, let's be quite clear about what we mean by that. Uh, food labeling, like what goes into it in terms of ingredients and the amount yeah, that is. of yeah, salt yeah, and yeah. sugar, that's mandatory. But warning labels like the Health Star system, that's not mandatory. That's voluntary. Uh, but even, even so, uh, when we look at countries all around the world that use different food labeling systems, the only ones that work are the ones that have great big stop signs on them that say, this food is high in fat, it might be sugar, it might be salt. Basically saying, don't eat this stuff, it's bad for you. What countries have this sort of labelling? Oh, okay, the first one that, that did it was Chile. Um, they started this whole thing a number of years ago, or not that long ago. And Mexico has it, uh, I believe, uh, another South American country, which is escaping the moment, but Israel. And they're all finding that it's making a, a difference. So in Chile, they've studied it, and they find that there's about a 1.7% reduction in consumption of foods that have the warning labels. doesn't sound like much, but it's starting to make a difference. 1.7%, and it's starting to make a difference. So basically what they're suggesting is that we should have uh, in-your-face warning labels on the front of food, a little bit like uh, they have on cigarette packets these days. Is that right? That's really what it comes down to. Like the ones that Chile uses aren't as graphic as the ones in cigarette packages. No uh, pictures of operations or cancers or whatever. It just yep. says, "Stop. This stuff's high in sugar." Do you actually think that's actually going to make a difference? I mean, one point seven percent there. I mean, how close to we to being the people like the way we are in society compared to the people in Chile? Well, they also have a big problem with obesity. Uh, Two thirds of Australia. Australia's population are either overweight or obese, and that percentage is getting higher, and, and they're even a little farther along that curve, and they're, they're starting to plateau now, which is not what we're doing. We're still climbing. Chris, how would... <sighs> I'm just sort of thinking about your diet. Um, how close do you sort of uh, have a look at labels when you buy things, or do you buy the same sort of stuff all the time and you know what's in them so you don't bother? Or yeah, That's a really good question. And basically, this is the reason why food labeling systems don't really work, uh, the, the current ones, the, like the Health Star rating systems. I've been using the example with other people of, of nachos. And, uh, in my family, we have, we have Friday night nachos. And you've got to have your sour cream with it. It's not a 0.5 health star. Yeah. But you still have it because it tastes so good. I'm with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) And and there's the problem is that, you know, yes, I know it's not a half star, but it's still got a half half star. I mean, it's not really well. That's the lowest you can get in Australia. So it's really the worst possible, but people don't see it that way. I've just had a little look at a text here. Uh, this is from a guy by the name of James. He said, good afternoon. Check this one. A can of Pepsi Max has a 3.5 star rating. A bottle of water with a hit of flavour has a 1.5 star health rating. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think <laughs> of that? Well, there's lots of examples where the health star rating has been manipulated. 
Um, you know, we, we all know the stories of, of really highly sugary uh, cereals getting good health star ratings because you're only supposed to have a little tiny bit of it with a lot of skim milk. But nobody eats it that way. Uh, but the same thing with these powdered drinks uh, where you put a, you know, everyone fills their mug halfway up with Milo and then wax on some whole milk on top of it. But that's not where it gets its, its health star rating from. Yeah. Based on putting in like a teaspoon and then filling the rest of the cup up with skim milk. So some of these things have been manipulated. Right. Is it on all food groups, Chris, or are there sort of particular foods that we should target before others? Or should we hit them all hard at the same time? Oh, well, basically, we have to be after all the foods that exceed a threshold in terms of sugar, salt, and fat content. And that's why these labels work, because if it's gradation, as all the other countries are, then it's easy to say, well, you know what, there's not that much difference between five stars and three stars. And then you go, well, there's not much difference between three and two and two and a half. So that, that's still not that much either. Right. And so you can, you know, argue yourself into the point saying, oh, half a star, well, that's, that's not that bad. Whereas if there's that big warning label on the front of the package, you can't argue against that. You know, you can choose to ignore it. But it's in your face. And you know that you're making a decision that's not in the best interest of your own health. Right. So we need a skull and crossbones, really, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) That may not be such a bad idea. (laughs) What would the process be to turn this idea into uh, reality? Would supermarkets have to be consulted to do this first or like the the, the producers of the products? What's the story? Well, it would have to be done by the producers of the products and they'd have to be mandated to do it. They'd they'd have to be forced to do it with a, a government mandate saying this is what has to happen. There's not much appetite for it at the moment. I'm hoping that's going to change with this research that the government might say, okay, now's the time for us to act. But, you know, we'll see. There's a very strong food lobby that has a lot of uh, power and influence, and they've been pushing back against this stuff. Uh, and I don't blame them. I mean, they're going to lose profits. So this is where they live. They're putting a, a warning label on, you know, sugar sweetened beverages, for example. Yeah. And that includes fruit juices, by the way, because they yeah. have a lot of sugar in it. That's going to cause people a lot of consternation in a boardroom in various companies around the country. Em is texting in. She says, will there be health warnings on packaged salt, sugar, butter, cooking oil, etc., added in excess quantities because they're unhealthy too? And I suppose too much of anything is unhealthy for you, isn't it, when it comes to that sort of stuff? Yeah, and that's, that's one of the places where these kinds of things start to fall down. I was having a discussion earlier today talking about how serving sizes and portion sizes are quite different. So if you go into the supermarket and you say, okay, I just want a, a, a single serve of yogurt, you go in there, and the packages are about 250 mils. But if you look at the back, that's not one serving. That's maybe two point something serving. That's right. You, you go into other countries. I, I spent some time in France and sabbatical a few years ago, and their single serves are single serves. They're 100 mils. And when I first got there, I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. This is so small. But after a short amount of time, you get used to it. You go, actually, that's the right amount of food. That's all I need. Right. Okay. It takes that time for us to adjust. And uh, sometimes, some, depending on who you are, you can never adjust. Chris Dubelow, Deakin University Professor of Marketing. That's interesting stuff. Thanks, mate. Have a, have a great day. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. Bye-bye.
Yeah, sorry about the quality of that call. Sometimes we can uh, get it happening and sometimes uh, the calls, uh, the lines are a little bit dodgy. One double three eight eighty two. do you think the idea of having labelled warnings on food items is a good idea? I mean, do you actually take note of warnings on foods that you eat yourself? Give me a call and let me know. One double three eight eighty two. Back after the break.